And this is the Ask Canada Immigration Lawyer, Evelyn Aka podcast. I'm the founder and managing lawyer of Aka Business Immigration Law. And on this podcast, we are covering all aspects of immigration for professionals and individuals who are looking to move to Canada and the United States for work, for family, or for personal reasons. If you are looking to make that move, you can download our free guide at akalaw.com. I'm so excited today because I get to have on our show, Dr. Brian Abelson. Welcome, Dr. Abelson. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Emma. Thank you so much. I'm excited to have Dr. Abelson because he's my chiropractor here in Calgary. Um, His clinic is called Kinetic Health, and it's been a godsend for me and my old hips and my back. But also, I've gotten to know Dr. Abelson because he's so accomplished and he's done so many things. I just want to give you a quick overview of his background so you know who we're talking about. Um, Dr. Abelson is a doctor of chiropractic medicine. He has done a lot of work in chiropractic as well as with training and developing new chiropractors and also for continuing education. He has written a number of books and articles related to his field. And he has done a lot of philanthropy around the world and has traveled extensively. Um, And we just really get along. And I like talking to him about his philosophy on life. Um, He's also an avid wellness focused doctor, which includes Tai Chi. Uh, He has his YouTube channel and uh, there's lots more to learn photography but i'd like to just welcome you dr abelson for starting our new year off january 2023 on a positive wellness focus <laughs> i totally agree that we need to bring some positivity into the conversation yeah that, uh, everything going on in the world that people have a tendency to forget there we still live in an incredible world incredible environment and uh, there's so much that we need to explore and share Well, I'd love to ask you to start our conversation, you know, as I noticed, I mean, I've gone to other doctors and, and they do their thing and I leave and you don't really get to know who they are. And one thing I really love about your clinic is that there's a real sense of wanting to know more about your patients. And so over time, besides just uh, what do you do for a living? It was, what do you do when you're not working? What does your husband do? Tell me about your kids. Tell me where you travel. (laughs) You know, what is your thought on what the, like the latest current events? And and so I'm interested by that because it's a very different experience. So how did you, you know, how did you become more, I don't know, maybe more open? Because you're also very generous with what you share about your family as mm-hmm. a practitioner. When did that start for you? Well, I think it basically boils down to why I'm in practice. I'm, enjoy- I'm in practice because I enjoy working with people. I don't just want to go in, go through the motions. Um, I'm 66 years old right now. Okay. Wow. I, I could be I could be retired right now, <laughs> but instead of that, I choose to keep working because I really enjoy helping people. I really enjoy getting to know people, and for me to get to know them, I have to figure out, you know, what is it this individual is trying to achieve? What is it about them? What is it about their psyche? Uh, you know, what's what's important to this person? Mm-hmm. Uh, for some people, when they come in, uh, they just maybe they want to be just functional. Maybe they just want to get up and, you know, spend time at, you know, with their family doing things. For other people, they've actually limited themselves to saying, okay, um, 
I'm at this age, so I can't really do certain things right now, or I'm, you know, fitting into this box, but that's not reality. Mm-hmm. The reality is that, you know, usually our limitations are self-imposed. So when I get to know them, if we have a conversation, people start to realize that there are other options. So I really enjoy what I do. And mm-hmm. part of that is just, you know, getting to know the diversity of the people who walk in the door. And yeah. I love when people come from different backgrounds, different cultures. Uh, that started, you know, a long <laughs> like I, I think I've told you, my wife, she may have grown up in, in Canada, but she's from yeah. South India. Yeah. So that's, you know, I got to know that culture and I've done a lot of traveling around the world. And, you know, I go to these places to learn things. I go, you know, I, and it's, it's such an incredible opportunity. I think that's what really makes the visits really cool for me. And as well, there's like international art all over the place. And, you know, just give you a sense of who you are as a person. So I've learned a lot about you over the last couple of years. And for me, the interest is in your worldview about diversity of all kinds, your worldview about giving back to community. You know, you've, you've done a lot, you and your wife and your clinic with the UNHCR, World Wildlife Fund, Plan International, and other organizations that you, that you support. Um, when did you start becoming or recognizing, maybe just like you and I feel, the sense of responsibility and the privilege we have to be able to contribute? When did that develop in you? I think what you just said in terms of the, it's, it's a privilege, actually. So for a long time, um, we've always supported a lot of kids through plan, for example. Mm-hmm. And you see these kids and you start to realize some of these countries that I've traveled through, um, you know, people are very, actually, they may be poor, but they're happy. Yeah. And, but they may lack opportunities in a particular area. So I realized that, you know, even though it may be a small thing, I actually can make a difference. Mm-hmm. So something I think that, when I started traveling through Africa and I was only, well, not even 20 years old mm-hmm. and look, seeing people in certain circumstances and I was thinking, okay, how can I help these individuals? I mean, they actually come from very rich cultures and they come from, there's so much that I've learned there, but yeah. you know, what do you do to help to support in, in, in a little way? So I realized things like Plan Canada can actually help to pay for, you know, education in a certain area or help to support a system that's already there. Um, that, for me is, you know, that's probably the highlight of my career, mm-hmm. being able to get involved and, and do something. Um, yeah. It kind of aggravates me sometimes is I'll see people saying what problems are, but they're not doing anything about it. Yeah. So I think all of us have to take some type of action. It doesn't matter what it is, but you have to choose something and you actually have to do something. Yeah. I mean, where do you think that came from? Because that's not, you know, you're a white guy from Canada. <laughs> not necessarily, you know, I mean, obviously I'm married to a white guy. So you and I both have very, um, you know, um, interracial families and diverse yeah, yeah. families, which is also another thing that's kind of cool. Um, but, my kids look Italian. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It's gorgeous, <laughs> I'm sure, right? Um, and so it's kind of like, where do you think you you got that from? Because for me as an immigrant, I recognize that because I've come from Ghana, a country that has lots of wealth and lots of poverty. You know, it's a very broad spectrum. And I have seen how privileged I am to have been able to immigrate here with my family at age five and launch my life here. So I think for me, that sense of privilege and obligation to give back, like through all the generations, my parents and now my sister and I, we give back, we support our cousins and second cousins and aunts and whatever we can for school and health and care and everything else, because we recognize that. But for somebody who grew up in North America, 
who is the dominant community. Where do you think that came from? That's an interesting term, dominant community. <laughs> I've always had the perspective that the whole, the you know, we have a lot of different parts, but the whole is always much uh, strong, not just stronger, but greater than these smaller aspects. Mm -hmm. We look at Canada, and I, you know, a long time ago, I realized we are a very diverse population made up yeah. of sections from all over the world. My grandparents um, came from Norway and Sweden, homesteaded in Alberta. My dad was born in the sod hut, mm. but I grew up, they always talked about the fact that, you know, there's all these different sections and they all have great value. So maybe I just grew up in a home that, you know, you're right, I am a white guy from Canada, but <laughs> I'm also exposed to open ideas. Yeah. Uh, a fairly young age in terms of respect, but not just about, um, you know, I don't like this idea of tolerating cultures. Let's celebrate. No, Let's embracing them. There. There's so yeah. much to learn. And, you know, even at, at the age I have, you know, my current age here, you know, I realize that there's so much more that I can learn and, and share. And, you know, it's just, I, it's kind of ingrained in my. Uh, my I love, love it. I mean, I think this is why you're so active and that's why you're still working because you want to like it's that sense of curiosity and as we age sometimes people lose that like i have a, a godmother i've told you about her before and she's a retired psychologist a phd doctor mm -hmm. and she's 84 and she knows more about her iphone and her iWatch and technology and she's reading all the time and she just keeps that you know and i feel like that is helping her age well you know, that, 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 that sense of curiosity. So when you've traveled, what was it about traveling that really caught you, that got you interested in when you were young at 20 years old to go to Africa? That's not a typical, you know, experience. They go to Europe or, you know, you go to Latin America. Where was that interest for you? Yeah, I mean, that actually started out traveling through Europe. And, you know, I love Europe and I still yeah. love to go there and there's so much culture. But it's funny, when I got down, I went through Egypt and actually went through at first through the Sudan and Uganda, wow. a lot of places. I'd be in these areas and it's just like, this was great in Europe, but wow, I've stepped into a whole new world here. And I don't really know that much about it, but I mean, it's just like, it just grips you in terms mm -hmm. of the culture, the just everything, the food, the people, the music, um, you know, there's so much to learn. And, yeah. Uh, and right now, too, um, actually, in a couple of weeks here, my wife and I are heading down to Chile and Argentina. Oh, wow. And when we when I look at that area down there, I haven't been to Chile before, and I'm really looking forward to it. The more you explore, like in the north, the Atacama Desert, you know, you're talking about this is an area where the Quechuan or the Incas went through, and they created this massive tract of 16,000 kilometers of trails. And, you know, and I'm like, I didn't wow. know much about this area. I mean, you know, I, there's so much to learn. I mean, yes, yeah. you go down to Patagonia and people say, okay, so you're going to go down and, you know, join some hiking group. Actually, my wife and I know we're going to actually go down and do a bunch of trails down there and hike. And mm -hmm. well, aren't you afraid of this? I'm like, afraid of what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a curiosity. Yeah. I think yeah. what I love too is that, you know, when you travel, you have the experience of being the other. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's something about, I remember when I took my kids to Ghana for the first time, they mm -hmm. were like, my son said, I've, I've only seen four white people in three weeks. And it was their first experience of being embedded in a predominantly black community, which yeah. they don't have the opportunity, you know, on, on a regular basis. So I think you going to these countries, you probably gain a real sensitivity because, because you also are looked at differently. People notice you, you oh, know, 
Yep. You had blonde hair, you know, before it turned gray. Uh, white, white hair. <laughs> and, you know, and you become very much, wow, look at that person. But you also experience being the other. But tell me about that experience. Do you, do you know what I mean by that? Actually, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that because one of the things my wife talks about is when she actually goes to certain areas, she will stand out yes. here. But yeah. then she goes there and it's like, okay, she's not standing out at all. It's like, this is just the norm. Mm -hmm. And it has opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, our perceptions and how we are perceived in certain environments. And it's kind of nice though, because somebody will be looking and say this person here, but you sit down with them and start talking about things. And, you know, obviously you show respect to their culture yep. and start to ask some questions about things. And they are so happy to share everything with you. Yeah. And, you know, I think that really taught me, you know, how to be a little more open. With yeah. You. Thank you so much for listening to the Ask Canada Immigration Lawyer, Evelyn Aka podcast. We're honored to be named the number one best Canada immigration podcast by Feedspot. For all of your immigration needs for Canada and the United States, please tune in to our podcast. Now back to our show. No, I think it's a wonderful thing. I mean, you bring that to the practice and, you know, what we wanted to, but for me, as I'm getting older, uh, and uh, another year is coming. And so if you're old, if you're getting older than I'm like, you're aged. getting better, you're getting better. <laughs> but I think, I think aging well is really important. You know, yes. it's not just um, getting old. I want to be like you. I want to be like my godmother at 84. I want to, I want to be as mobile and active and alert as possible mm -hmm. so how have you been able to do that because i know a lot of 66 year olds who are not as active as you who aren't working because they maybe can't even if they wanted to and especially with the physicality of chiropractic how have you kept that um that that wellness in your life well i think there's also the realization that we're all going to get injured at certain points um i was involved in the triathlon community and the running community mm -hmm. for 30 years and so I had a lot of different injuries over a period of time, but you rehab them, you get stronger, you move on. And quite often, you know, these things don't have to affect you. And you kind of carry that forward in terms of the aging process. Mm -hmm. Then you realize that if I do stay active, certain things aren't going to change that much. Uh, for example, well, hormones in the body, testosterone, growth hormone. If we start weight training, these yeah. levels may be low as we age, start to come back up again. We have things like sarcopenia would happen with ages, uh, aging or muscle loss. We can reduce that significantly and quite often bring more muscle mass back. Hmm. But people realize that, you know, they, they think, well, there's nothing I can do about that, but quite often they're wrong. Uh, you know, we, we don't move, things start to tighten up. I'm always talking to people about you know, our muscles start to, sounds really bad, but in terms of like gristle in a, in a piece of steak <laughs> or something. Keep moving, blood flow, we, yeah. we do cardiovascular stuff. It really has a massive effect on the aging process. So, I mean, I noticed as I've gotten older, I have to stretch more. Like, right. I was a runner that didn't really stretch very much when I was younger because I didn't need to and I didn't have the effects of it. And now I get out of bed, I have to stretch. You've given me all these exercises and my trainer too, because my body is stiff after mm -hmm. sitting at a desk for 10 hours or longer a day. Um, so in terms of like your thinking as we age, obviously diet is important, but uh, weight training. It's significant. It's, yeah. it's, it's not it's not one thing. It's yeah. getting out. It's, well, first of all, when it comes to exercise, find something you really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife loves to dance. Good. So getting out and dancing, that's great yeah. for, for plasticity. It's great for balance. It's great for, you know, cardiovascular stuff. That, but you're right. The weight, the weight training there. 
uh, when we teach, uh, I teach Tai Chi, yeah. uh, showing people in terms of balance, one leg, and you know, people say, well, what kind of effect does this have on individuals? And I try and actually show practitioners some of the exercises here. And then I kind of, they kind of like, eh, is this something I really want to be doing? And then you start looking back at the research. I love combining art and science. Mm. You look at the science behind that and you go, okay, through MRI studies and nerve conduction tests and stuff, we realize that people who do Tai Chi, they actually have the same tactile sensitivity as a person who reads Braille. Wow. So, so when you, you have, let's say you're a practitioner and then you're palpating somebody, you're going to have a real good sense in terms of what's going on there. And so somebody says, well, okay, I haven't done this ever, but doesn't matter what the age is, you can get stronger, you can get faster, you can get better balance, you mm -hmm. know, you can actually improve your nervous system. I mean, there's so much that can be done. As, it can you be know, done. We, you know, my, I was talking about, I hope that uh, when I get to a certain point in my life, I just kind of slide into base and I'm gone, you know, <laughs> but I'm still active the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I, I want I want to age well. And I think when we when we talk about, you know, I love the discussions we have because they make me really think about, you know, everything from donating to charity, the things I involved with with immigration. And we talk a lot about immigration and, and what we're seeing in the politics of life. Um, what are your views generally about, you know, about Canada and the fact that we are such a diverse community and we do need more people? We are aging population. Oh, um, totally. yeah. I think it's I think it's very exciting. Actually, I was looking over one of your videos, Eric. Yeah, fairly recent one, and they were you're talking about is it 500,000 new immigrants they're going to be bringing in, and yeah. I, I think it's great. I think yeah. it's really good. I think we need the more, the better, and from diverse areas. Yeah, right? it's really important. Yeah, and I think it brings strength. It's like, you know, a, a similar idea when I'm treating people. I, I teach a program uh, called MSR, Motion Specific Release. It's not a technique. What it is is a treatment system where I bring in multiple modalities. Mm -hmm. And basically, I can achieve better results by combining different perspectives. And I look at, you know, our society as a whole, you know, the more immigrants we get, the more perspectives we have, the stronger our society is. Yeah. Like basically, we're going to have a much larger identity. I think the danger quite often in life is having a very small identity. Yeah. A lot of power. <laughs> mm -hmm. We have to expand our perspectives on life. I really agree with that. I mean, tell me about, I just wanted to touch base on this whole sense of integrating in the different modalities, because, um, you know, one thing is I have a family doctor, I have my chiropractor, who is you, and your clinic also does massage, and you, you're saying you're doing the M, MSR, is that right? MSR, motion specific. And, yeah, and you also do acupuncture and other things. So what right. other modalities are you offering at the clinic? Because, you know, I also go to an acupuncture sometimes and more for stress management. But I, I love the idea of this integration of medical supports from whether it's from traditional Chinese medicine, from mm -hmm. modern medicine, from hormone doctors. What do you what do you think about that? Well, what do you offer at Kinetic Health? Well, we offer our primary focus is musculoskeletal care. Um, of course, when we're going through stuff, sometimes uh, people will come in and, for example, let's say they have sleep apnea and they're not sleeping. Mm -hmm. I'm going to refer out to somebody who deals specifically with that or somebody may be under stress or anxiety. So it's having all these different portals. Mm -hmm. But what we try and do is we look at it and we go, okay, in terms of just musculoskeletal care, we have a soft tissue system. So muscles, ligaments, tendons, nerves, cardiovascular, an osseous system. 
you know, we're going to, we're going to deal with in terms of chiropractic, but one of essentials is going to be exercise. So a graded program in terms of looking at their mobility, looking at their strength, looking at their balance, looking at the things we can do to actually activate their nervous system. Mm-hmm. So it, the musculoskeletal envelope involves a lot of things, but it involves cooperation. So in other words, someone comes in and I'm doing a physical examination. Part of what we offer is the fact that I'm going to do a competent orthopedic and neurological examination so I can figure whether something is within my scope of practice. Okay. Okay, and it falls within a particular area, and if it doesn't fall within there, I'm going to refer out to a medical practitioner, and thank God they're there in terms of, you know, could have an infection. I mean, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of our scope of practice, uh, we're authorized for everything from x-rays, ultrasound, I can order MRIs, and whatever, but the only reason I do that is to rule out other pathologies. Okay. So what I can offer is comprehensive analysis, a very logical treatment system, and I guess to be treated by like a human being. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I was referred to you by my family doctor because he couldn't help me. And he said, I know doctor, but I was like, I don't like the clicking. I don't like the breaking and the, (laughs) and he said, Dr. Abelson is not just one of those people who comes to crack you and leaves you. He's looking at more and that's been my experience. And so, you know, what I really have appreciated is it feels more holistic. It doesn't feel like coming out the door. It's talking about the exercise. You have tons of videos, which I also love is that you've embraced technology like well before probably many of your colleagues have done with your YouTube channel and teaching Tai Chi and everything's online. But it also allows me to find the videos that I need for you so I can do the exercises that you've you've told me to do at home. So it feels like a partnership with the patient as opposed to I've done my thing out the door. You know, Um, that's a very different experience that I think that more doctors, more professionals should have. Um, What else do you want to talk about, Dr. Abelson? (laughs) (laughs) I want to know about what you are involved in now in terms of some of the things with you know, that are upcoming for this next year in 2023. What is it that uh, is going to motivate you? Oh, that's a good one. You know what? This is the first year, as probably as you know, that my goal, one of my resolutions is not to lose weight. Like, it's been interesting. Like, maybe since the last maybe five, six years, as you get older, you know, you're more sedentary. Even if I exercise a few days a week, I'm I was gaining weight from my jaw, basically. And I've been able to lose it, thank goodness, and keep it off. And that's not one of my resolutions. So right now, my resolutions are focused on um, overall wellness. I'd like to learn more. I'd like to learn Tai Chi. I'd like to get back to more meditation because I know as somebody who's a little more anxious, more on the anxious side, that um, it helps slow my brain down. Um, And one of my plans is to take my daughter to Ghana this summer, just the two of us, and have a really special mom and daughter trip which will be really helpful for her as well to kind of see where she came from. But lots of questions that come up. So, you know, we're dealing with those things. Um, But yeah, for me this year is I want to really recharge. Felt like last year was a hard year for many, many people. It was like third year of COVID. Um, And I think it just felt like it was extending and extending. And yes, we still want to stay safe and healthy, but I want to try to enjoy it more. So that's, I've got my calendars up on my walls here in the office on my big glass doors. And my plan is to put in place breaks and rests to, to recharge. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I think we're doing a similar thing in terms of taking certain times and doing traveling and yeah. 
you know, basically I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay, my wife and I are healthy right now. We have opportunities to do things. I feel very privileged to be able to do these things. Mm -hmm. I need to get out and explore even more of the world. Yes. I need to really, you know, get in and, and see some balance in everything that I'm doing, spend more time with the positive things. And you're right, for a lot of people, it's been very difficult over the last few years. Yeah. I won't deny that there has been challenges at certain points, but that's okay. That's yeah. okay. I mean, I'm looking forward to this next year. I think there'll be great opportunities for engagement with our world. I think and so too. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And I think you've been a big part of my health journey. And, you know, I just think looking at other ways to take care of yourself. And mm -hmm. so when we talk about wellness, I mean, I really encourage, we have like um, a Saturday post we put on our site, uh, Akala site, that's about kind of a motivational Saturday. It's just some words of encouragement because we all need it. It's nothing to do with law. It's just kind of like, keep on, keep it on. You can do it. And they're all different images and stuff. But I feel like we all need that little push to focus on the positive and what we have as opposed to all the things we may think we don't have, you know? And so that's what I'm hoping as a part of my wellness journey is to continue to give back, but also not to extend myself too much, overextend, because that leads to burnout and all those things I've experienced in the past where you're just running from meeting to meeting and charity to charity. I've had to really, you know, bring it in a little and think about my health. And so I'm hoping that all of our listeners will focus on staying healthy and their wellness journey, and that they'll reach out for supports in any way, whether it's psychologists, therapists, chiropractors, mm -hmm. massage, you know, anything that helps them feel better is what I hope for everybody here. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'd love to thank you so much, Dr. Abelson, for giving me this time. I know you have a YouTube channel. Um, what's it what are what's it called? How can people find well, you? Either find under Dr. Abelson or Kinetic Health. Okay. Probably the easiest way to find it there. Great. And is your Tai Chi online as well? It's, if you actually go to my YouTube channel, you'll find a playlist. And I think I've got about 50 videos on there. I'll wow. take you right through a short form, um, you know, what wide variety of things there. And once in a while, I actually do teach classes in person. Wow. Novel thing after the wow. last. Wow. Let me know <laughs> when you are. because I would love I would love it in person. I just, you know, when you're watching a video and trying to do it, you never know. But it's a great reference point. So for sure. I hope people... Thank you, Evelyn, for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's, it's so nice to talk to you. It's always it's lovely to talk to you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dr. Abelson. And we'll put all the details of your channel and your website for Kinetic Health. Um, for those in Calgary and in the um, Alberta region, I would highly recommend Dr. Abelson. He's my partner in health, and I look forward to our next podcast. Have a great day. Bye. Bye now. That's it for the show today. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. Please share this episode and any others you feel that would help someone looking to make that move to Canada or the United States for work or for family. It would be so great if you could also write a review in Apple Podcasts to let others know about our show. Please give us a five-star rating. If you have any questions, please reach us at akalaw.com. That's A-C-K-A-H-L-A-W.com. Or call our main office in Calgary at 403-452-9515. Have a great day. Thank you. We look forward to helping you cross borders seamlessly.